What is happiness and what does it mean? In every human being, there is a powerful seed that is planted and each of us has to allow that seed to germinate, to grow and expand. Stay tuned for more Welcome to the Your Life Now Show, where your life and your business matter. Your host is a certified executive coach and trainer with the passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you manage your life and your business at its best. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life and your business matter. I am your host and executive producer, Rhea Wolke, also known as Coach Rhea, the CEO and founder of Your Life Now. It's a professional executive coaching, training, marketing, and PR company. We would love to hear from you, so make sure you check us out and contact us at www.yourlifenow.info if we could be of service to you or to your organization. As usual, this show is intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. And our intention, including mine, for hosting and producing the show is to inspire positive transformation. I would like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. After all, it is your life. So why don't you live it your way? I am so glad to be back with you guys here after a a long break actually and I had traveled to Europe. I visited two countries, three cities and I documented my experience as a woman traveling solo and uh, connecting with myself. It was an amazing, amazing experience and I would love to share that with you in another episode. We have an amazing show for you guys. I'm so excited to bring back my dear friend, my soul sister, Randy Tehran to the show. Randy is the founder and the CEO of Project Happiness, where the science of happiness meets the art of living. Project Happiness is a nonprofit organization that empowers youth to create a greater happiness in their lives and in the world. Randy is also the producer of the award-winning Project Happiness documentary, where students from three continents interview George Lucas, Richard Gere, Dr. Richard Davidson, and the Dalai Lama on lasting happiness. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll bring on our guest for you guys, Miss Randy Tehran. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for being here. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
The original idea for the project was fairly simple, just a curriculum and a website. But we wanted the curriculum to be written by kids for kids. We connected a teacher in California named Ward Mayard with a teacher in Nigeria named Emmanuel and students in India under a teacher named Yeshi. And we're connecting by internet so that the kids are starting to engage with each other and we as teachers are starting to engage with, with each other. The beginning of something, how well something starts, determines how far that we go. As long as we want to spread the message of love and happiness around us, we need to value the concept of love and happiness within us, first of all. I knew from the beginning that I wanted the students to talk with the Dalai Lama, face-to-face, in person, to ask him, what is happiness? Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host and executive producer, Ria Wilkie. That was a little short clip from the uh, um, Project Happiness, a trailer. Um, uh, actually, it's on YouTube. You can check it out, uh, Project Happiness has a channel on YouTube and I encourage you to go check out all the videos and all the trailer. And uh, what an amazing, amazing progress and, and it's it, it just very dear to my heart. And so please help me welcome my dear friend, Randy Tara to the show. Thank you so much for being here, Randy. Welcome, my friend. Welcome. Oh, Ria, I am so thrilled to be back. <laughs> You know, it feels like a reunion. It does. And, you know, you should see my face. If we, this is with, with actually, you know, you'll see how, you know, my face just glowing right now. Yes, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. So happy to have you back. And what a great progress. I mean, the numbers that you shared with me, you know, since the last time we talked, how many countries, 200 countries now, you said, right? That you um, 120, 120 countries. Yeah. Okay. So now we made it 200. That means it's gonna reach 200. <laughs> Yay! Onward. Okay, so awesome. So you've been busy, and uh, um, we, you know, of course, we are live right now on the air. So I just want to give uh, um, a few um, pointers to our listeners. The show is live, so you can listen to it right now by the. If you have a link, you can go directly to the link and listen to it on your PC, your Mac, or on your phone. You can also call us to chat with us or just listen at 626-213-5773. And I also have the chat room open. Now you can listen to the show after it's archived on our website at yourlifenow.info on iTunes. And of course, you can go back to the same link and listen to the show. So we're glad you're here. And uh, Randy, back to you. I am so happy to be here with you. Happiness, well, like, like it, it's, it's a puzzling thing, right? Like what makes us happy? I know um, you and I were just briefly talking before the show about my experience in um, uh, my travel. And uh, I know we want to touch a little, you know, about that. It, 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 my whole idea of going, I actually traveled solo. I was, um, <laughs> I visited three cities, two countries in Europe, and I had the time of my life. I needed something before I left, and I know, you know, happiness is something that we always try to achieve, right? We always say, it's like, oh, this makes me happy, this makes me unhappy. It's, it's, it, I, I think it's just the, the, the whole word happiness, uh, it, it, it's such a big word, yet it's so simple to achieve. 
And in the simplest things, in the simplest things, I found joy. I actually did. And in it, so tell me more. Like, I mean, I know, you know, the reason we talked about that, you know, um, last time you were on the show, why the whole project started because of your, your daughter. But tell me more. Tell me about what you're thinking about happiness from your perspective. Well, from my perspective, first of all, that word happiness is, it's a bit of a loaded word because it means so many things to so many people. I mean, you could ask 100 people um, what happiness means to them, and, and it would be different. And, but that's a good thing because um, it's one of these umbrella words that holds aspects of, of gratitude, of love, of compassion, of friendship, of... Um, uh, connecting um, so so many aspects. Um, um, what I love for myself as <laughs> a definition, I like the Gandhi definition. Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. Absolutely. You know, in in other words, you are aligned. And and I like to for myself. What I aspire is to be aligned with something greater, you know, to have some of that energy flow through me um, in order to, you know, make the most of this life. Um, another um, another happiness uh, writer, Tal Ben-Shahar, who lectured at uh, Harvard for many years, says that happiness is the intersection between pleasure and meaning. And I think that's true i think we need both of those um it in life you know and the idea of using our life to make things better you know for ourselves and for the people around us is really is something that inspires me a lot you know, you 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 know you you said it exactly right because a, a lot of time, you know, I mean, the way I experience it from my own perspective, it's when I feel out of, you know, I'm not aligned somehow, something is off within me. I everything else seems to make me unhappy. So I, I guess that the whole thing starts with really us being aware of us, of you know, of yourself itself. You know, because a lot of time when we just, you know, because you, like you said, happiness is such a huge word and it could mean a lot of different things to different people. Um, you know, people think like, you know, some material things can make them happy, some, you know, spiritual things can make them happy, whatever it is, what brings right. joy to you, it's your own, you own it, right? But I think when we go on, the, when we, we peel off the layers, and there is a lot of layers. When you peel off the layers and you get to the bottom of it, you know, you find out a true happiness is start from within you. It really does. Absolutely. And I think in Absolutely. the that I shared, right? You know, she said yes. it's the seed within us, you know, that, that makes it, you know, that, uh, that has to, like, come out. Yeah. I mean, once, once we realize that, that it starts within us and also that we are in charge of our own happiness. We can develop habits that reinforce our own happiness. That's a very encouraging thought. You know, people used to think you're either born happy or you're not. But that is not true. People can cultivate 
greater uh, contentment, well-being, uh, vitality, um, connection. We are all capable of doing that, and that's what is so encouraging right now. It is is so true, and I know we're going to get into some of the um, the habits and the you know that you're going to be sharing with us, you know, that we can create in our life. But one of the things that comes to my mind as I'm talking to you, I mean, of course, the show is never scripted. We have to, you know, I, I try to make it flow. Um, but my thinking is a lot of time when when um, the 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 conscious, I guess, when we are conscious of ourselves. Um, to the level to realize what really makes us happy and why does it make us happy, why we think it right. makes us happy. And what happens if that is not, you know, available for you? You know, are you going to be, you know, sad about it? But I also, so I guess what I'm getting back to, I'm always saying like, you know, you got to question everything, right? For me, right. I'm always questioning everything. And sometimes you might not find the answer to everything you question, but you got to put that question out because obviously if the question is not there, the answer is not going to be there either. So when we think about, you know, our own self and we think about like, you know, our thoughts, our, our deeper, you know, thinking, our awareness of who we really are, that brings me back to like knowledge. You know, the more you know, right? You know, that expression, the more you know, Right. Yeah, and knowledge is power also. I want to see what you think about that. Does that really play a key, you think, in, you know, that we understand ourselves better or understand what really truly makes us happy? I think that is absolutely key because, you know, we cannot control our circumstances, but we we can have some control or influence on how we deal with those circumstances um that's in that way we have uh well i i don't really like to go with the idea of controlling life Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. life is a dance it's a dance Mm -hmm. between intention and surrender because um i do believe that there is a bigger you know a bigger path and that we are all being guided if we can hear the clues, if we can, um, as you said, be aware of what is going on both internally within us, our inner directives, our intuition, um, the whispers of the heart that we need to still ourselves to in order to be able to hear them, you know, above all the mind chatter that, and all the obligations that we have in our daily life. Um, but once we can tune into that, that um, you know, there it provides a bit of a roadmap, and there are clues along the way. So um, self-awareness is very, very important, um, and there are many ways to get to that. It could be, you know, walking in nature. It could be just being aware of your senses. You know, what am I? seeing right now what am i hearing mm-hmm. what are the sounds you know are my feet am i aware that my feet are touching the the ground rather than rush 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 to the next destination cross off that thing on the to-do list and then you know the whole day could pass and you're going what happened i don't even know you know and it's the same way with connecting with people are we are we there are we present when we are connecting with people? So all back to this idea of 
awareness. And that could be through a spiritual practice. It could be through yoga, through meditation. It could be through a, a faith practice. There, there are. It could be through reading inspirational books. You know, listening to music that's transcendent for you. There are so many ways. But the idea is to get back to your essential self, your inner self. That's the you that um, is deep within, that knows the answers, that is has a wisdom and a peace within you. We all have that. So, um, you, you know, know that's I mean, the opportunity. Right. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm i just listening to you and taking notes here. I mean, because obviously, you know, um, we might not, like you said, have control over the external world, you know, that we live in. Some of the, you know, uh, the the things that happens in life and life happens. I would say life does happen. Right. which is something like, you know, I mean, I also, you know, I have part of myself that I've been working on now for a long time, which is the, the control part, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we always right. seek, you know, perfection, right? We talked about that off the air too a little bit, yeah. you know, um, where we, we, we want things to be so perfect, yet we get, you know, discouraged and we get unhappy and somehow we find so many different emotions that rise up from, from all of that because we did not get what we want or we thought we want or we want to control. Yet sometimes the things that we try to control might not be, you know, the things that, you, you know what I mean? Like, I guess what I'm trying to say here, you know, we, we I, I know I speak for myself. You know, I, I mentioned to you, I, I am a Virgo and, and I'm such a, a real true Virgo in the sense of, you know, how, I, you know, I, I am where I am, right? Like, you, you, you know, what you see is what you get with me, but I'm also such a perfectionist. When I start a project, I got to see it through, and I have to make sure that project is correct. But sometimes external influence comes in and just kind of, like, distracts us from what is really is the point of all this, right? Like, what is the point? Why am I trying so aim so hard to control something that I forgot what it was that I'm trying to control. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yes, of course it does. I mean, in this world, I mean, we are socialized to ah to we we learn that certain behaviors are considered good and we're rewarded for certain um you know, if you got the job, if you've got the um the things, if you've got, you know, certain uh, education, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the, those are the things that we're um, rewarded for uh, in society. But, you know, amidst all of that, there are different ways to hold it. And that brings me back to the idea of mindset. And I find this such a useful you know, perspective that helps helps us navigate through the world. So being a um, perfectionist, um, it's kind of an, a national epidemic, if you will, because so, you know, we're, so many of us are saddled with this idea that um, if we don't do it well, why bother? 
But um, that correlates to something called the fixed mindset. And this is all from the work of Dr. Carol Dweck out of Stanford. She wrote a book called Mindset, which, I don't know, I think is, everybody should have this book. It's so interesting because she breaks it up into two mindsets. One is a fixed mindset. And when I think of fixed mindset, I think of that can make a person kind of stuck right there. They're fixed in their place. Why? Because the belief is that our intelligence, our personality, and our character are carved in stone. You're either good at something or you're not. So let's say you're good at math, you know, um, when uh, when you're young, you know, hey, I'm good at math, but whoa, if I try drawing or something, that is that is not something that uh, I'm even willing to try because I'm going to look dumb, I will fail, it's not my natural talent, and I'm going to avoid any challenges. Um, so that kind of, that's more, that can keep us stuck in a, a limited place. And then you go to what's called the growth mindset. And by the way, with the yeah. fixed mindset, we teach these concepts in schools and we break mm-hmm. it down to like language that kids can understand. Guess what we call the fixed mindset? Oh. Your inner meanie. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's like that that voice um on your, you know, in your head saying, you know, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not capable enough. You're not attractive enough. Why even try? You know, if you don't know this, don't even try. But then you have the growth mindset, and that's more like your inner friend. And that belief is that, you know, you can learn anything if you practice. Absolutely. That's me. That is absolutely me. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, one of the things, like I said, about being a perfectionist for me, it's like, you know, I need to learn more about it so I can perfect it. So, like, I don't give up. Like, I never, ever, I mean, I graduated with a master's degree. English wasn't my first or second language. You know, I mean, I had so many obstacles, and everybody who told me no, I have to turn around and say yes to that because I will find a way. So it, it, it's, uh, Wonderful. You know, I guess it is, you know, it could be a little extreme on yourself when you push yourself so much, which that's what I do for me. But I think most of us, we have so much external influence, right? Yeah. You've got to talk, yes. you know, taking social media, especially young, young, you know, young kids, you know, all these young kids up to even 25, you know, I have a, you know, son who's, who's, you know, in, in that age group. And I can tell you, you know, they, they always strive in for more. It's, I, I feel like, you know, he's, he's accelerating like beyond my, you know, of course, any parent's expectation, but in the same time, you always feel like, you know, it's, it's the influence on the outside that keeps you, you know, what forces some of these kids also to to go for the uh, um, the mindset growth, you know, because it's like if I can't do this, I'm never going to catch up. Which yeah, well, that's FOMO, fear of missing right? out, right? 
you know, and, and that's um, that's a trap in itself. And so is right. this comparison culture, where yeah. especially in social media, people present, you know, it's aspirational. It's what the best of. It's kind of like a, uh, a you know, a, a a representation of of what of what they want their life to look like. So they curate everyone curates you know their pictures so they have just the happy pictures the good angles the you know what i mean it's not real life and there's and people can look at this and think that oh they've got it all together or oh i'm not good enough i'm not measuring up or they look like they have a perfect life but it's not true it's really not the truth so I think we need to look at it with a discerning eye. And all these messages, Rhea, that we get in media, like buy the latest oh. on lipstick, or <laughs> why? Because you're you're not okay as you are, mm-hmm. or do this diet because you know you're you're not supposed to accept yourself. You're supposed to buy more stuff so you can fill that hole. I think we really need to revisit that whole mindset and go with uh, self-acceptance, you are enough. I really think education is a really the key, you know, at any level, at any age. You know, the more we teach our kids, the more we teach ourselves, the more we teach them, not just teach the math, because nobody, sometimes you, you can't teach somebody who doesn't want to learn, but you can share it and hope to inspire, and that's what I do on the show, Right. So I, yes. you know, what I do here, I always make sure that people understand that this is it is for information for purpose and thought provoking. It's up to you to decide what works for you, what doesn't. You cannot be influenced, and this is the problem. I I really feel that's a huge issue that we are easily influenced, you know, by oh, yes. by social yeah. media, by everything that is outside of you that you said most of the time. Actually, I saw it on Instagram. I was going to share it on Facebook, a picture that somebody says about like this perfect life. It's like your perfect life on Facebook. If you, like you pretend, right? So like this whole thing's about you, how perfect you are. Why don't you make it real, right? So if you wanted to pretend a life, why, why, why can't you turn this life to, to our actual reality? But the problem is it's not real and sometimes no. might not be doable for you and might not be realistic for you and might not be attainable for you. And that's okay. That is okay. Yes, we that's very, very okay. It's, it's much better to, um, to have the full range of our emotions and be and be comfortable with that because everything, um, whether, you know, whether it's a challenge or um, a struggle, we we learn from everything. If we have that, you know, openness to, hey, what this was tough, but what what's the lesson in here? What is that mm-hmm. teaching me? And, mm-hmm. and back to the idea of um, perfectionism, you know, all that does is create anxiety. And it, it actually stops progress. So rather than, you know, I don't know, it used to be like you pump up the self-esteem. You're all about, like, um, giving praise, whether it's to others, to to your kids, or to yourself in the form of affirmations. But maybe, you know, that puts things on the external 
let's say for for your kids, like, oh, you got an A, you are awesome. You know, it's not about it's not about the A, it's about the process of learning, and and I think instead of you know pumping up that you know that way of oh we want to give self esteem rather than building self confidence i'm starting to look at it a new way which is building self compassion you know and um when things are uh challenging what do we do about it do we feel lousy about ourselves like we're total failures because we didn't accomplish that external goal, you know, and that's what that's the whole self-esteem thing. You're either good, you made that goal and you feel good about it, or you didn't. But what about if we could be compassionate towards ourselves and remind ourselves that, you know, be yourself. You are enough. And yeah. I'm I'm looking recently into the work of Dr. Kristen Neff, who uh, talks about self-compassion. And she says that it you get all the benefits of self-esteem without those downsides. And um, she breaks it into three steps. And I would love to share this with your listeners because really I found this to be of tremendous value. So let's say, imagine you are in a really tough situation right now. Something is not going well, and it feels really bad. Excuse me. So the first step is saying to yourself, it's really hard right now. This is a moment of struggle. So remember you were talking about awareness, being aware. You Mm -hmm. know, so rather than denying that, you know, um, you're facing something, you say to yourself, this is really hard right now. I'm going through it, you know. But the second part is this is part of being human. I'm not the only one that's going through something like this. You know, if you have someone who's ill in the family, I'm not the only one who's going through this. If you lost your job, I'm not the only one in the world who's lost a job, you know. Um If you had a breakup, I'm not the only one who's gone through a breakup. And that really helps because often when people are going through things, they feel isolated, like, oh, you know, almost like um, you don't understand, you wouldn't understand, this is so hard, and they feel alone and isolated, and that kind of makes it worse. And then the third part is... um, you know, it helps to put your hand on your heart when you're thinking of something like this mm-hmm. and you speak to yourself as you would to a close friend. And, you know, let's say if I were talking to myself, I would say, oh, Randy, you know, you'll get through this too. You've gotten through so many other things. And you soothe yourself, you know. Choose soothing um, language in your self-talk instead of that self-judgment, that inner meaning yeah, voice like... Just hit it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show. I am your host and executive producer, Ria Wilkie, also known as Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here. I see the uh, switchboard is full of people, but no hands up. That means you are in a listening mood. Anytime you are ready to talk, please make sure that you um, press 1, I believe, to be connected. Um, so with me here is my friend, my, I call you my soul sister, Randy. Thank I you feel so that much way. Yes. Here. That's a good, that's a good name. <laughs> the founder of Project Happiness and the producer of the award-winning Project Happiness documentary where students from three continents interview George Lucas, Richard Gere, Dr. Richard Davidson, and the Dalai Lama on lasting happiness. And before the break, we were touching up on a lot of the things um, that makes us, you know, I guess, on the, I call it an ease. You know, we're not at ease with ourselves. We feel the world is so big and we all, we all want to be happy, right? It's like the, the optimum goal for most of us is reaching happiness. Yet the word could mean a lot of different things for, to, to different people. And, uh, um, but I think it starts with the self-compassion, self-love, self-awareness. And I'd like to touch up on that with you, Randy, if you, if you don't mind. Building self-compassion, where will you start? Like, what's your thoughts about that? Well, it has to start um, within, um, within ourselves. And I think um, a good way is to just be aware of all the negative messages that we give ourselves throughout the day. You know, these are those any inner meanie type of messages like, oh, I look exhausted today, or gosh, I wish my pants would fit, or oh, I'm not prepared for that meeting and it's going to be horrible, <laughs> or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there are a million that go on through the day. Now, one fun way of dealing with it that a friend of mine uses is that she puts like an elastic band around her wrist and every time she detects that inner meanie voice that lack of compassion judgment critic voice shouting at her she will just snap the elastic as if to say snap out of it I don't have to think that way you know so that's that's one thing. It's just being aware of the messages that we are giving ourselves and then choosing, say choosing, deliberately choosing mm-hmm. to um, give ourselves another message, like a more soothing message, a more friendly message, as if something you would say to your best friend, you know, or your friend would say to you. So... For example, um, if you didn't do well on that presentation, it's more like, you know, um, the the people that um, 
were there, each one got something out of it. And if I practice uh, these certain aspects next time, easier. You know, I learn from everything. And um, um, I know that uh, it's going to get better. And I'm building my my, uh, strength as I go along, you know, like a muscle. So if we can... uh, soothe ourselves in this way rather than judge ourselves that's um that's a great building block also and um a third one you know kind of reiterating what we talked about is don't fall into comparison because really um that is a no win situation it's it's a land of despair you know we rather than comparing ourselves to others because there's always somebody who's further ahead in a certain area just as there are people that are beginning their journey in a certain area it's it's a whole spectrum and we have such a a range of skills and talents we shouldn't weigh ourselves just in one particular area Um, and also it's the idea of connecting to our essential self and that's the part of ourselves that is, you know, deep within ourselves, the part that when we are at peace, let's say when we're in nature or when we're in meditation or, or when we're by the ocean or whatever in a in a more peaceful state, we can access that, um, that loving, that... Uh, sure that uh, strong uh, that knowing part of ourselves so it's reconnecting with that more often so that it counteracts all the frenzy and static and confusion in the outside world you know that is so beautifully said you know one of the things that comes to my mind i'm thinking about what you said also you know the fact that when uh, when you learn more, you know, like I, I have certification on tons of certification, not because I want to go into those fields. I wanted to learn about myself more. I wanted to make learn about, you know, what makes us, you know, think the way we think. So, you know, one of the, the things that I know um, that was actually um, that I had practiced for, for many years, um, I don't know if you're familiar with acupressure, Oh, yes. I love it. I had a book on it when I was uh, in my 20s. I loved that. (laughs) (laughs) This is started like 15 years ago for me. And uh, because I was going through some personal, you know, issues with myself and I was like, you know, being that perfectionist thing, I was in the mindset that was fixed kind of where, you know, like, oh, this is done to me. No one does anything to you. And, you know, we figured out you know, the more you learn about yourself, the better you are. So, you know, over the years, you know, I've been, I've been practicing that acupressure. You, you, you talked about um, taking yourself in your mind. I believe we can go anywhere. So NLP is another thing that I've learned, you know, and I'm practiced, you know, practitioner, NLP practitioner, which is neuro-linguistic programming. It's like what you tell yourself. I'm also certified as a self-talk trainer by Dr. Shad Holmsetter. Um, you know, so whatever you tell yourself, whatever language that we, we, we implement, and of course we add to it, 
all the messages that come from the outside that kind of like, you know, so we, we, we find the thing that kind of matches the things that we already have. And we say, mm-hmm. click, this is what I need. But when we don't realize these are things that are just adding to the poison that we already have. <laughs> so we need to <laughs> but you know, like simple techniques, I mean, there's a lot of things out there that you can, you know, we can all practice to be more self-compassion, to be more mindful, to be more aware, you know, of our choices, of the things that we do. I literally witness myself, like I, like everything that I do, it's, it doesn't happen accidentally. I've learned that when I watch myself, you know, like I, I see, you know, like I almost say it's like, oh, well, this looks better. Definitely this suits me better because that's what's going to make me feel like uh, when, when I actually do that. Or this, you know, so like now you, your choices are more deliberate. You are more. So what's, what, what's one example that you would. Like for instance. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to like a gear off on this for a little bit because the one experience that I had when I was in Europe. So before I went to Europe, I'm traveling as a woman. You know, there's like this whole thing about like, you know, women cannot like, you know, you have to be careful about this. You have to watch for this. So I was reading and did a lot of research on like, you know, women traveling solo in Europe, right? Like, you know, okay. what to do and not to do. There was so much negativity. Like, it was like, you know, so I wanted to, first of all, I wanted to like, just kind of like fit in. I'm like, why do you even want to fit in? You, you, you are who you are for a reason. You are so yeah. you are born to stand out. So just to tell you about, you know, like how even like when I tried to like fit in, that didn't work because I, the, the truth person that I am always shows up. So, um, so I was reading like, you know, like, oh, you know, you don't want to be like, look like a tourist. You don't want to do this. You don't want to attract people to yourself. You don't want to do this, whatever. So I'm, I'm the kind of person who likes to talk to everybody. I like to experience people. I like to, to know, learn more about people and what makes them what they are. And for me, this is, this is a huge thing. So as I was traveling, actually, I was in Sevilla, south of Spain at that time. And I walked, I walked, I walked, like you have no idea how much I walked. Like I think actually I, I tripped down because I've done like a lot. That was my exercise. I was walking, walking because I wasn't experienced. I wanted to see everything. So anyhow, so every time I got lost, you know, with my little Spanish and, you know, and whatever. So I'm like, I find the right people to ask. And I'm like, you know, can you tell me how to get to this point or whatever? Because I didn't want to like hold my phone and, and do the map. Like we do here in the United States, the Google Map walking. You know, right. I, I was walking around with paper map, right? That I've gotten from the hotel or some places. And I'm like, you know, I go to the streets or wherever. So one time, and this has happened twice, but I'm going to share only one instance. I, I noticed a couple, so I stopped and I asked them if they can show me how to get to whatever destination I was going. So they were, you know, they were showing me and they said, oh, you are staying in arena, whatever the month, the, the area that I was staying. And I said, yes. So here's people I've never met before in my life. I saw them in a completely, like, it was probably about 15 miles away from where I was, literally. And they noticed me, knew who I was. Like, not know like who I am, like, literally. But you follow my thinking because... Yes, it's it's no. fascinating. It might as well it. embrace who you are because it, that's, you know, you take yourself wherever you go. 
that's my point. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like you take yourself wherever you are. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if one of the things that I've learned from corporate sales, I think we used to do the mirror things. And a lot of the time, yeah. most of us don't really look ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we put makeup yeah. on or we put our hair on, but we really, really not looking at, my, at ourselves. And I remember throughout the years of studying, you know, NLP and, you know, and sales and NLP and sales goes hand to hand too. Um, they were teaching us to use the mirror. So like when we used to make phone calls with potential, you know, customers or clients or whatever, we had a mirror that we were looking at. And the reason was for the mirror, the, the philosophy behind it or the psychology behind it is like if you can see what your, your face expression looks like, it's what your customers or your potential clients seeing on the other end of the line without even seeing you. And it's so powerful to me that we don't realize, even through our words, through our expression of how we say things or how we carry ourselves, it really gives, you know, does that make sense? I'm, you know, oh, yes, that absolutely, makes- absolutely, because um, we have more influence than we know. And it's not just the words that we're saying, but it's the, um, you know, they say that your energy introduces you into a room. You know, I mean, you can come in and, uh, um, you know, two ways of looking at it. You could you could say, oh, I've got to have a huge big smile on my face or whatever, but inside you feel sad. Um, it doesn't match. You know, so your energy is incongruent. But if you um, if you uh, are, you know, you're in a, a, a good place, and you come in to um, a room, people will just feel your energy, even if you don't say one word. You know, um, and also the the fact that it is contagious because. Mm-hmm. You go, um, well, let's say you're going into into a, a room and somebody is laughing. We saw this with the Dalai Lama. My goodness. Um, he <laughs> has a laugh that is so contagious. You just walk in there and even if you're upset about something, it drops away and you can't stop laughing, you know. Um, so... It's 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 best to uh, get into alignment with with yeah. our energy and know that we influence people more than we know. I mean, this is true of um, parents and kids. You know, it's not so much what the parents say and uh, but it's it's how they hold themselves and their their attitude. Kids pick up everything. You know, and and the same thing um, in relationships. I mean, the influence. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And I mean, that's uh, you were asking me before, like, what are some of the things that I you know that I use um, to kind of like you know when we talk about acid pressure and stuff like that. For me, it's like you know, I think one of the things is like find a ritual that works for you. You know, whether like a silent affirmation, affirmation could be something that it might not work for many people. And the reason is because we don't believe them. Like we don't believe the word. Right. 
So for me, a lot of time, instead of repeating someone else's affirmation, find your own affirmation and then find a tapping point. Like for me, like the easiest way that I teach people that I do it for myself, like, you know, without going to all the, the, the technique of EFT, which is um, the emotional uh, freedom technique or EFT. Yeah, yeah. Emotional EFT. Right. Um, that stands for so, like, the, the, the collarbone, like, you know, if you look at your neck and go down to that point where your chest, you know, up and down, if you can yeah. hear it, right? Okay. Yeah. Find that point right there and, and repeat something. So, at my rituals, I wake up in the morning before I get out of the bed. It takes five minutes. You don't, you're not going to miss appointments. You're not, you know, if you really got five minutes, going to make a huge difference for you. Then set your clock, you know, five, ten minutes earlier. If that's necessary for me, I don't have to do that because it's like a clock, an internal clock. So I get up and, and I don't tap right away. But what I do, I find like, you know, a way to kind of like, you know, it's the um, uh, Jose Silva method, actually, that I practice for many years, which is like, you know, to bring yourself down to a, a level zero, which is with the acupressure, it's, you know, you, you, you know, like zero, it's like the ground level or one mm-hmm. if you want to go. And then how high your stress could be like a 10, right? So like with the acupressure or EFT, you want to bring it down. So I practice these things every single morning. And actually, I do this at night as well before I go to sleep. Where I count from, from 25 to 1 for me. And I try to mentally tell myself that at a count of 1, I will reach a deeper, healthier level of mind deeper than before. And then I count down mentally. My eyes are closed. I'm sitting in my bed. Nobody knows what I'm doing, right? And then when I'm done with the counting, I bring myself up by counting to five. And then I repeat affirmation, affirmation that I have designed for my own self that will suit what I feel that I want to see the day looks like. And then like when I get up, it's really just like, you know, I don't want to go through the whole techniques, but it's really simple. If you can find rituals or something that can kind of connect you to who you really are and what's your expectation and your expectation doesn't mean like controlling you know what I mean that's a different uh, um, format of expectation expectation is what you want your day to be you are in the driver's seat you can steer your car any direction you want it you might encounter you know um, uh, construction or whatever it is or accidents or whatever but then you know these are part of life. So you try and navigate through it. But your goal is to get there, right? So your intention right. is to make that day the way you want it to be. But understanding that things happen and then you are just like any human being, you're going to go through the motion and find the best way to get where you want to go. Yes, absolutely. Find the best way and um, know that uh, if it's, if if something comes up, there's always another way, you know, and that's the idea of uh, tuning in to um, some of your, um, you know, inner wisdom um, and your intuition also is very powerful. Um, and also even thinking logically of, well, this is what I hope to do. This is how I hope to do it. If this obstacle comes up, then plan B, like that. You know, so you give yourself more options and also while maintaining 
yourself open to the flow. And what I mean by that are the, you know, the ideas that come to you in that moment. So, um, you know, we we can uh, dance with with life. We can dance with challenges. It all depends on the way we hold it. Getting back to the idea of not beating ourselves up and not um, getting stuck in that fixed position, but you know, moving moving with the dynamic nature uh, of life. And there's so many practices, as you've mentioned, that buoy us up um, and help us along and. Gratitude is also a big, a very big one, um, and one of the easiest ways to access uh, greater happiness. You know, very, very easy. Just focus on the little things in life that that make us grateful. Well, that brings us to, if you don't mind, sharing um, the seven habits, the seven daily habits. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Thank you. So we've. You know, there are so many facets to happiness that we've broken it down into ways that the brain can understand. And we share these on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. And the feedback we have is that it, it really does change people's lives. And, and there are over 2.1 million people um, in our community now. So this, this it just takes the complex stuff and makes it easy. So it's Mindful Monday, that's mm-hmm. what we were talking about, paying attention and being aware. Uh, gratitude Day, which is all about gratitude. Wednesday Wellness, which is, you know, sleep, eat, healthy, exercise, all the things that are basic that we know but maybe don't always practice. <laughs> then mm-hmm. Thoughtful Thursday, which talks about altruism and um, also mindset. Freedom Friday, letting go of those beliefs that no longer serve us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Social Saturday, how we are wired to connect with one another. And also we explore the idea of being your own soulmate. And (laughs) that's how you bring other members of your tribe into uh, your field. And then um, Soul Sunday, so that's the idea of meaning and purpose, and also that we have everything that we need inside of us. When we just get to that place of, you know, where we can listen to it, where we can hear it. And that can be many ways for many people. But, you know, all of these are um, are pathways to, you know, I can say happiness or I can say greater well-being or feeling more elevated in life. You know, it's many ways to describe it. You know, um, thank you for sharing that. I was actually reading one of your articles. I um, I think it was originally published on the Hossetum post. Um, It was about how to get unstuck. And you also mentioned seven ways to find your flow. And if you don't mind, I'm going to say those in, in, you know, I know we we kind of get into the hour, but you said spend more time in the zone, which, you know, your, your zone, find your zone, whatever that is. I think find your zone. 
And he said, number two, gear up your gratitude. And, you know, we touch on that. You know, gratitude is so, so powerful. So when I mentioned about my rituals every morning, I when I actually finally open my eyes, finally, <laughs> when I actually am ready to, to get up and, and go out of bed, and, and I do, I go through my gratitude for the day. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful already for the day ahead. I'm grateful for, you know, so I run through my gratitude. So it's really, really powerful. Um, you know, a way that you mentioned here to be in the flow. Number three, harness the power of your smile, which is, again, that's so contagious. You talk about the Dalai Lama with his, you know, with his laugh and, you know, his smile. Um, question your story. That's also validated a lot of things that I'm all about. Question everything, you know, question it. Question why. Why is this? Why are you choosing that? Um, and your calling is calling you, right? That's, you know, number five. And uh, number six is uh, be bold. And, of course, I'm not reading the, the between, you know, just the, the actual um, uh, way here that you mentioned. And number seven, love yourself a little more every day. And if you can, you know, just wrap it up for us and how is all this, you know, um, can fit all together for us. Um, yes, it's, it's – um... All of these are are pointers to um, tap into the best of who you are because we don't have to stay stuck in either a fixed uh, mindset or um, uh, beliefs that are no longer serving us. That's where the questioning comes in. That's where the awareness comes in. Gratitude will give you a huge boost. And um, at the end of the day, it all comes down to love. Right, mm-hmm. it's the love that we can, um, you know, gently give ourselves, and that opens up so much space to give love to others. And at the end of the days, you know, that's what we will remember. It's not the jobs, the bank account, or the degrees. It's going to be the moments of sharing, you know, um, relationship with with others. Um, so we all have um, that opportunity, and we really all can can take charge of our happiness. So I I invite everyone to start with one little thing that resonates with you, whether it's gratitude or just doing a little you know exercise or letting go of perfection. Whatever is up for you, try one thing. And that will move you to the next. Absolutely. Beautifully said. You are such an amazing, you know, I mean, I want you to make sure guys connect with uh, Randy and Project Happiness. They are on Facebook, 2.1 million followers on Facebook, doing a great great stuff. Of course, Instagram. I love your Instagram feed. Thank you. Um, So Instagram, Project Happiness, you know, 125,000 followers on Instagram. Um, and then Twitter, Project Happy, you know, on Twitter, Snapshot, you know, I'm, I'm new to Snapshot. I feel like, you know, I'm like, it's so much stuff to like to take, you know, to manage, right? <laughs> Even having a social media, you know, marketing certification, I still feel it's overwhelming. So I think, you know, what you said, find that one thing that can bring you joy, find something that you can do a little bit more of every single day, as Randy said, and, and, and find that place because reaching a greater happiness, it, in, it is possible, and yes, we can. 
little by little, you know, just find joy in anything. I, I you know, sometimes like we talk about nature, anything that brings you joy, you know, just go for it. Build relationship. I would say like you'll hear me with closing, you know, don't compete collaborate because life will be a lot sweeter when we collaborate with each other, when we try to interact with each other, because after all, we are really, truly connected. As much as we think we are separate, we are not. You're never alone, like we said, I said before that, and Mother Teresa said that, you know, we're, you know, so I want to thank you, my dear friend, for being here. Thank you for sharing all this great, great stuff with us, and I look forward for us to, to chat again soon. And um, any other thoughts that you want to leave us with? Um, well, what I, I I'm doing Facebook Live these this these days, and what I end with on that, and I'll share it here, is um, take care of yourself, be kind to one another, and remember that you have the power to change a life, starting with your own. Beautiful, so beautiful, so true, because no matter what you're voting and who you're voting for, it's your choice, and, you know, think about the choice that you make and why, what would it do for you and, and uh, for your future and for your kids or whatever, you know, your reasoning, but I encourage you to have your voice heard, so make sure you vote. And <laughs> with that being said, I look forward to uh, um, speaking with you again, Randy, and thank you, thank you oh, so much. Oh, same here. Such Thank a wonderful you. guest. Much love, my always, friend. Always, always such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Just one more thing. It takes collaborations, mutual agreements, and action to make the impossible possible. So go out there and celebrate who you are and join hands and make the impossible possible. Until next time, my friends, make sure you position yourself and your business always for success. Be present. Look for insight. Take action. Take a small step. Evaluate what you are doing. And remember where you are so you know where you are heading. Stay amazing. Much love to all.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.